When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. Here we... No, no, we're done with that. We're, there's no more here we, you know. It is time to skip the BS. Time for undisputed time for me to get my mind off my Dallas Cowboys collapse by talking about an even bigger mess, if possible, the Philadelphia Eagles, who lost their wildcard playoff game last night at Tampa 32-9, a score that could have been much worse Cry, Eagles, cry. Why, Eagles, why? You know, at times last night, it looked like the Eagles even just flat out quit. Like, one, two, three, Cancun. You know, at least my Cowboys just got their asses kicked by a hotter, better coach team with a better quarterback. But at least we kept fighting. <laughs> Incredibly, the Philadelphia Eagles were 10-1 and on November 26th. Think about that. Then they lost six of their last seven, and they almost blew that one game they did win at the Giants. So before I unleash, let me ask Keyshawn Johnson and Richard Sherman for their opinions. Richard will join us in just a couple of minutes here. But Keyshawn, I'm going to start with you. What in the name of Rocky Balboa happened to the Philadelphia Eagles? How did they go from 10-1 and to 11-7? and well, first, they, you, you start off by they fell apart, right? Yep. You, you, you talked about 10-1 and one in the month of November. Then 6-7 and seven on the losing side down the stretch, 6-7. or seven. But then bad coaching decisions. Let's not look at, okay, so we, we start with the coaching. Decision-making. You, you take Sean Desai and you say, oh, well, I'm going to, as you call him, Mr. Pencil. Coach Pencil, the, yeah. Co- Coach Pencil, yeah. in the middle of the season, Matt Patricia is going to take over the defense. Mm-hmm because we're not getting what we need out of defense a year ago that we were getting with Gannon as our defensive coordinator. You don't know what you're doing. Yep. Even though I didn't allow or the organization didn't allow you to bring in some of your people that could teach what you want to do True. from a defensive side, they said, no, let's stick with what we already have. Yep. So you start there. Then you try and plug in some holes with some players via trade, signing free agencies, you bring in Shaq Leonard. That didn't obviously go as well as planned, yep. but that's toward the end of the year. Kevin Bayard, you bring him in, it didn't necessarily get – you didn't get what you wanted out of him this season, yep. not to say moving forward, that you won't. Now you start to think about it and you look at it. I believe they stopped listening to Nick Sirianni, meaning the players I agree with stopped that. I, paying with attention you. to his – Coaching style, tuned him out. you know, yep. kind of like just tuned him mm-hmm. out yep. and said, you know what, we're going to try to do this because you have me operating differently at Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position than I was a year ago. And so now when you start to look at those sort of things, it's one big pot, the coaching staff, the players responding to the coaching staff and Nick Sirianni making changes in the middle of the year that he probably shouldn't have made. What you do then on the defensive side is you let him make the necessary adjustments that he needs to make as a defensive coordinator and see how that goes. Not all of a sudden throw in the towel on him in the middle. of You might as well just fire the dude. 
You don't well. demote somebody and keep them on staff. I, I'd never heard of that before. You never heard it, and it never yeah. works. Yeah. Demoting a guy while he's still on staff, it just it just never works. Firing him and hiring somebody else, that may work. But when you have him on staff, the defense is they're like, well, wait a minute. I learned all this under my defensive coordinator last year. Now all of a sudden, I'm learning something different. With Sean, now Matt Patricia's teaching me something different. So in a matter of about 11 months, I got three def different defenses in my damn mind. I don't know which call is which. I'm trying to learn. I, it, it sounds similar to what Gannon did. Mm -hmm. Oh, now Matt Patricia's telling me to do this. It's a lot of confusion going on in Philadelphia. On top of that, the Philadelphia fans, the faithful, as you know, they're passionate oh. about their sports. I, I and, believe the most passionate. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A little rude, but I like it. A little rude, but I like it. Mm. If they get loud, all of a sudden, you got Jeff Lurie, the, the, the owner of the team, having to listen to that. They pay attention to the fan base in Philadelphia sports. Philadelphia sports fans have a lot of say. Those sports talk radio shows. WIP. Yep. I, I don't know, the, yeah. but I just know those shows. Yeah. They speak loudly and even louder, mm -hmm. and that resonates with the owner. He As we are attention. speaking, they are speaking loudly. Loudly. Yeah. They're mm -hmm. going crazy right now. And so players hear that too. Yep. So now the players respond to that by, okay, my coach may be gone. Even though they, even though they may not publicly say it, they feel it. Mm. And then when you feel things like that, you kind of just be like, damn, what are we going to do? Mm. And as things fall apart, now, you got to give a lot of credit to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers if this is just about last night. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and, and Baker Mayfield and Mike Evans and Godwin and company, they came to play. Defensively, they had no answers for the pressure, okay? They knew exactly. Ty Bowles said, okay, Jalen Hurts has struggled here with blitzes. He can't get rid of the football fast enough. Mm -hmm. All we got to do in pressure situations is bring the house. And they did it on a number of occasions, mm -hmm. and you can see where – Philadelphia guys, now Devontae Smith certainly tried his best, but he was out there basically as a long ranger in the passing game. Yep. And, and this is what happened. You get sent home with an L. Do you? Quick thought on Matt Patricia. He should drop to his knees every night before he goes to sleep and thank God for Bill Belichick because if he had not coached as Coach Pencil under Belichick, I, I don't know what would have become of him. But <laughs> I originally had that. In my comment, in my mind, but I was like, ah, I ain't even going to bring it up. Okay, it's well, just, well, just but, but what has he ever actually done? Because Belichick coordinates the defense. He or his son, were the, especially in the Coach Pencil days, Bill's calling defenses. He, he's the strategist. It's all him. It's, yeah, it just, of course. He, he is obviously, you can make a case, he's the greatest defensive mind ever. We're about to talk about him getting a head, another head coaching job in a few minutes here on the show. But all of a sudden, Matt Patricia bounces and bounces, and you see what's happened with Dan Campbell after the train wreck that was the Matt Patricia it's Lions. interesting, right? Yeah. That Matt yeah. Patricia was in Detroit. Yep. And now Detroit is looking Look at, at him now. A second home game. It's interesting yeah. in a couple yeah. years. Yeah, okay. Now back to the Eagles. To continue my Cowboy theme, we were clearly a product of their collapse because they had us dead to rights, man. When they're 10 to 1, you, you guys are all telling me you're done in the division because we were done. 
unless they were done. And all of a sudden, right on schedule, they fell on their face masks. Okay, so allow me to do this. You guys were all over me yesterday telling me you told me so. You told me so. You made a special trip into the show yesterday to tell me show, so and tell Michael Irvin so. And Richard Sherman's all over me yesterday. You told me so. You told me so. Okay, I got it. Now, allow me a turn here because I told you so about the Eagles' defense from day one of this show this year. I told you it was way overrated because I thought it was overrated down the stretch last year. And if Brock Purdy had not gotten hurt on the first series of the NFC Championship game in Philadelphia, I do not believe the Eagles would have advanced to the Super Bowl. And they played that, that, that may be okay. true. Yeah. And, and they played great in the Super Bowl and Jalen played great. That was their apex. That that was the best you'll ever see of Nick Sirianni's Philadelphia Eagles was during that Super Bowl last year. And if Jalen doesn't lose the football, I don't know what he was doing. He just lost his mind for a second in the scoop and score. If you, if you eliminate that play, a very uncharacteristic mistake by Jalen, they just might win the game because Mahomes was having a hard time in the game. He threw for 182 against a defense that I thought was very torturable and was torturable all year. Okay, so as they rose to 10 and 1, I sat right here and told you and Richard, I don't believe in them. I don't trust their defense because even the, the last four games that they did win, remember, they trailed at halftime and they got outgained in all four of those wins. And they were living on the edge, on borrowed time, edge of the cliff. And Jalen kept saving them. But Jalen does tend to get beat up as the season wears on because it wears on him hard. Because he does run with the football. He will try to run through some people. He will take a lot of shots. And I thought down the stretch this year, he would just beat all to hell. And then last night he had the middle finger that was jerked out of socket. And he had his knee and Troy Aikman was last night on telecast was speculating that something's going on with his knee that's much worse than he was letting on. And maybe now that it's over, one, two, three, Cancun, maybe he'll get it cleaned up. Well, he, he just might because he did not look himself last night. I didn't think he looked himself for quite a while. So if you lose the, the essence of your playmaker, your, your leader and your playmaker, the guy that you trust to save you, if he can't save you enough on offense, and then last night, of course, if you lose A.J. Brown, you, you're going to have big offensive issues. And guess what they were? They went 0 for 9 on third down last night. 0 for 9? They went 0 for 2 on fourth down. So, Keyshawn, they go 0 for 11, 0 for 11 on all the crucial downs, the third and fourth downs of the game. But what do you think the score is going to be? It should have been worse than 32 to 9, but Baker's receivers dropped five passes in the first half when it looked like they were home for the holiday. You I, know, thought, I, like, thought, I thought it was, again, I thought it was yeah. coaching mistakes. You mentioned yeah. 0 for 9 on fourth down. Well, part of it contributed. Third and fourth, yeah. Third and fourth yeah. down. Part of that uh, contributions to that is not kicking the field goal. Take yeah. the three. Yeah. You, you are, you, it's hard. I understand 12 minutes left in the game. You decide fourth and five, we don't have a shot. That's not true. You got a whole quarter yeah. to make up the difference. If you kick the field goal, it put three points on the board, you now face, I mean, you force the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and this is a Nick Seriani coaching mistake, in my opinion. You now force Tampa Bay to do something different yep. because they're looking at the score and they're saying to themselves, okay, well, they're only down by this much, so now we got to call the game differently. Mm -hmm. Opposed to that three being erased because you went for it on fourth and five, you have now 
shifted that momentum back to the to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they feel like, okay, we stopped them. We're rolling. Our defense is rolling. But I can guarantee you, if you put that three on the board mm. and that number is now 12 opposed to nine, the case. thought process is different on the sidelines. Okay. It just is. Okay, but I'm still going to tell you that the final tally of yardage last night Tampa Bay rolled up 426 yards to only 276 for Philadelphia. Yeah. So you can just see the yardage screams, wipe out, blow out. That, that, right? that, that may be true, Skip, but if you are coaching a certain way mm. and you're putting points on the board in the playoffs, you cannot afford to not put points on the board, okay? You, you put those points on the board, the coaching staff in Tampa Bay and Ty Bowles and them are thinking different. Yep. They just are. Now you flip the field because of the kickoff. Now you flip the field. Opposed to saying to yourself, okay, if we stop them here while we're backed up at the, I don't know, the 30-yard line, 20-yard line, they're going to punt the ball. We're going to get the football at the yeah. you know, 40, opposed to kicking off mm -hmm. and getting it pinned down deep into 25 where you got the football down at the 30 and three and out. You get the ball back midfield. You ain't cooking business. Okay. But they All didn't right. think that way. Okay, but in the end, you're stuck with a defense that fell all the way to 30th in the NFL in points allowed. That's horrendous. You, you're not going anywhere with a defense that okay. gives up the 30th most points, and they were 31st. Unless you're scoring 50 a game. Yeah, you better, and, and Jalen's not that guy. He's yeah. not a 50-point scorer. He can make key plays, but he can't go Mahomes on you or Josh Allen on you, right? Okay, so they were 31st in stopping opponents' third-down conversions. Well, that, that's a recipe for disaster. And I kept hearing about big plays, play, and Bradbury. You know, they can't cover anybody. They don't, I don't cover know what anybody. Happened Last year, the both of them, I believe, made all pro, uh, pro bowls pro or whatever the case yeah, is. You know, I, I just I watch, and they don't cover anybody. I see people running free everywhere. And then you guys were all over me. They added Kevin Byard. Well, he used course, to be—he used to be Kevin Byard, but there was a reason that Tennessee said, "You know what? We're we're out." Well, Tennessee, first of all, they need a coach. Yeah. So, and I like Vrabel, but they need a coach. So, right. moving on from AJ Brown and moving on from him, they've made some personnel yeah. mistakes along but the way. Kevin Byard did not change life in Philadelphia. Well, he it's, didn't change it at the level that they probably hoped and thought when they yeah. acquired him. All right, and then there was Shaq Leonard, and you guys are all over me, but Dallas should have signed him, and maybe I we should. I still believe okay. Dallas should have signed right. him. All right. I just think that Indy said he's washed. He's gone through two back surgeries, and he's not remotely what he used to be because he was a healthy scratch in, in the last game that he played for Indy, quote-unquote. So my point is, I just didn't see how he was going to change life, and he didn't change their life in Philadelphia. Well, they got more issues. Okay. They, they got right. Fletcher Cox's old. I yeah. mean, you, that, they, they got more issues okay. than Shaq but, Leonard. That going into the year, you looked at them on paper, but they can't play to paper because they're older. Yeah. They're, they're not what they used to be. And also, there, there's something about the Super Bowl loser syndrome that just wears you out mentally, where it's hard to get back. It's hard to get going again. You didn't lose the Super Bowl. But, but it just seems like year after year, the team that gets right to the precipice and then gets left at the altar, it, it can't dredge it back up because they think, God, it took so it was so hard to get there. Yeah. Now we got to try to get there again so we can actually win the thing this time. And it, it's it's too much. The, the tension just builds all year. Like, can can we get back? Can we get back? Because your fandom expects you to get back, and you're you're not good enough to get back a second time around. 
And then... Well, when you're successful, Skip, things start to happen in the offseason. You lose coaches. You do. You lose players. And obviously, they lost both their coordinators. Yeah, you lose okay. two coordinators. Right. So that, that's, okay. a, that's a big miss. It was, it was a big miss and a big loss. All right. And then they go and get Julio. And you said, well, well you guys could have used Julio. He's just at the end, and he got rocked last night. I don't know what happened, but he, it, 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 he took a shoulder feel, shot. Didn't feel good. It I didn't, felt bad for him. I know. I felt bad for him, but he, he was in concussion protocol and didn't really get hit. He, he just got rocked shoulder to shoulder, and he got smashed. No, he got hit pretty yeah, good he did. to be a big boy like that. But, look, he's an older player. He's an older this player. This was a plug for them at the third or fourth receiver spot. I yeah. don't fault them at all from – for acquiring him and signing him. I thought the Dallas Cowboys needed a big body. Ferguson finally started showing up for he them did. at the tight end position because before all they had was CeeDee Lamb. Yep. Cook eventually started to kind of come along at times, but you needed a big body presence, Actually, and that's when the tight end not, emerged. Michael Gallup showed up against Green Bay when it didn't matter. He had like 110 yards, but it, oh, it, did it? Didn't, yeah, but it oh, didn't Oh, I matter. didn't even notice. Well, that's touche. You got me. All right, and then finally... It was announced officially today. Jason Kelsey is finished. Yeah. God bless him. He had a great career. 13-year run. 13-year run. And, and he was at the top of his profession. And he was the driving force, along with Jalen, for the most unstoppable play I've ever seen in the history of your game. Yeah. The I, tush push. I've never seen anything like it. Until last night, it got stymied. Until last night, the Buccaneers figured out how to get a little lower than Jason Kelsey because they were getting people underneath him on that play. And they thwarted it, and I, I couldn't believe it because it, it actually sent a signal that the Buccaneers are, are they're here. They're, they're coming tonight. Well, you got a defensive-minded coach, and you saw the way their defense played, and I'm sure they studied every single uh, tush-push snap, every one, however many they, times they've run it over the last year or so. Yeah. I'm sure Ty Bowles and company has studied it to a point where here's what's going to happen. Here's what we need to do. And they did it. You know, they, they, they did it. What can you say? If you let Jason and those two guards get up underneath you and get leverage on you and just lift you out of the hole, and Jalen is so strong, lower body, it was unstoppable because it wasn't just that you couldn't stop it. You couldn't stop it from getting three or four yards. Yeah, and, and, and they were able to do it. And, you know, it, it's at some point, though, you go to something so many times, you go to the well so many times, eventually yeah. somebody's going hey, to catch you. In this one. league, they will figure you out. They'll figure it, it out. It may take a while. So that's why you have to now have something to counter that. Yeah. yeah where, where was the, the pass potentially off of that or something along those lines? Okay. So Jason Kelsey was sort of part and parcel of, of this decline because he was winding down, and that, that, there are a lot of members of that team who had glorious pass who are winding down. It's an aging football team that looked on paper like at the interior positions. It is aging. It's just aging. All right. It happens. It happens. And they lose six of their last seven. And all of a sudden, last year's Super Bowl coach, Nick Sirianni, is on the hottest of seats. It's about as hot as Mike McCarthy's seat. Well, you know, Philadelphia doesn't they don't mind moving on. They moved on from Andy Reid, who was there for many times. And they hired Chip Kelly. They said to Chip Kelly, bye bye. Then Doug Peterson, one of their own, they, he won the Super Bowl for them. They said, you know what, this is the work for us. Move on. I'm not shocked or surprised that the noise is loud in Philadelphia and Nick Sirianni is fielding questions about yeah. his potential job security. Yeah. Not and surprised at all. One thing about that owner in Philadelphia, Jeffrey Lurie, he will move on something. He, he will plunge. He will just say, nope, I've seen enough. 
Howie Roseman, their GM, nope, we've seen enough. And they, they are much quicker to act, maybe be, for better or for worse, than Jerry Jones is. Jerry will take his time. Jerry's not a plunger. But they've had more the, success recently than you have. Hey, yeah. Well, yeah. But they've been to three Super Bowls since Dallas' last Super Bowl? Yeah, right? Yeah. One with Andy, mm-hmm. one with Doug, mm-hmm. and one with Nick. That is correct. They've been to three. They've had much more success yeah, than so Jerry has had. So you can't argue that. No, I can't argue that. But year after year, I look at my team on paper, and I think my team is better than they are. And then they go. They, they have had more success with yeah. their rosters than we have had with ours. True. But I still say. It, but I think they hire the right coaches. Mm-hmm. And I was telling somebody this. It might have been Michael. I just think that they hire the right coaches where the Dallas Cowboys coaches that they've hired in the past Except Big Bill, everybody else is kind of just guys, right? Well, Meaning personality-wise. Well, you can Wayne argue Phillips, there. great personality, yeah. but not a in-your-face, demanding coach. Then they stuck with Jason Garrett again. Uh, how do you do? How you doing? Shake your hand guy, kind of <laughs> guy. Correct. You know, yeah. nice Princeton. I went to mm-hmm. Ivy League school. Mm-hmm. I know him and, well. And now yep. you look at the situation and Mike McCarthy, who is not, you know, he just – I don't know. He's just a different personality. He's just a guy. I think me. the Cowboys, and we'll talk about this, if they're going to make a change, they've got to get a stern person in there that's not going to stand mm-hmm. and put up with Jerry or the players. That's yep. what I believe. Okay. Does Philly need the same guy? Because Nick Sirianni seems like a really nice, happy-go-lucky guy who loves his players. All he wanted to talk about last night is they're hurting in that locker room. I don't want to talk about me. I want to talk about them. Yeah, yeah but but – you, you, you got to look at the coaching staff and the personality that fits that particular region. Does he fit the Philadelphia Eagle fan base? Andy Reid, he, he, he felt yeah. like, to me, he was perfect for Philadelphia. And then Doug, I don't know what happened with Doug in the front office or whatever, but Doug understood the fabric of Philadelphia. Yeah. So it made perfect sense. I, I don't necessarily – it feels like, to me, Nick puts on an act to – fall in line uh, I think so with the too. personalities yep. of Philadelphia opposed to authentic. Yep. All right, sum it up. Bigger mess, Cowboys or Eagles right now? Bigger mess? Yeah. Cowboys. Cowboys, bigger mess. Yeah, Cowboys, bigger mess. No mercy, no mercy, no mercy. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. 
So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. As just discussed, the Steelers did hang in at Buffalo, cut it 24-17 mid-fourth quarter, lost 31-17 when Minka Fitzpatrick failed to wrap up Shakir, who got loose for that touchdown. I thought Mike Tomlin deserved Coach of the Year consideration for merely getting this Steelers team into the playoffs after going to Mason Rudolph, the quarterback. And and when I predicted three weeks ago that the Steelers would make the playoffs, someone on this show scoffed at me. I I don't know who it was, but Mike Tomlin now has an NFL record 17 consecutive non-losing seasons. Way to go. Yet, Adam Schefter has reported that Mike Tomlin might take a sort of a Sean Payton route, take a year off in the final year of the Steelers contract. And last night, as he was asked a question about the year remaining on his deal, Mike Tomlin surprisingly walked out of the interview in mid-question. Here it was. Anyone? Mike, you have a year left on your contract. <laughs> so Keyshawn, what did that tell you? It looked it looked like that was Omar Epps for a minute. I had to I had to stop and really look hard. Right. <laughs> um, he doesn't want to talk about his contract. He just lost the game. Yeah. You know, and I understand the job of a of a, a journalist reporter is to ask questions. That's a legit question. That's a legit yeah, th- yeah, that's what I said. I understand yeah. that he understands but it's, that. It's legit if he doesn't want to talk but about it. But he doesn't it, want yeah. to talk yeah. about okay. it, and I'm sure. Before the game, at some point throughout the course of the week when when uh, he was available to the media, that question was probably answered, asked, and answered multiple times. Here's what I would say, though. It's okay. It's okay if Mike Tomlin decided to part ways with the Pittsburgh Steelers. 17 years in one spot is a long time, man. You get It gets the message to a degree gets stale. To drive into the same workplace, it gets stale. Seeing the same people pass through the same hallways, waving at the strength, it gets stale. And there's nothing wrong with that. He's a hell of a coach. Think about it. Andy Reid spent 14 seasons in Philadelphia. Went to a Super Bowl. Didn't win it against the New England Patriots, but he went. Okay, he went to multiple (laughs) NFC Championship games. 14 years. And at some point, it was time to move on. He hit pay dirt. In Kansas City, and the rest is history. He looks back at nothing now, right? And so when you look at Mike Tomlin and the success that he's had, he won a championship in 2008. He was an AFC championship game in 2010, I believe that is correct. And then when you talk about what you just said, Skip, yeah. about 17 seasons and not ever having a losing one, Mm-mm. there's nothing to be ashamed of. Mm. So I think if he becomes available and he may want to take a year off or – he may decide that maybe something is available for him, like the Dallas Cowboys or the Los Angeles Chargers or just something is there and available for him to still stay in coaching rather than just take a year off. Maybe that's the case. But you do get burned out, man. Yeah, but he does have a year left, so you would have they to trade figure, him. Yeah, they got to yeah, figure yeah, it out. Maybe, yeah. maybe the Rooney family, much like the Kraft family, decided to do what Belichick, who had a year left mm-hmm. on his contract, say, you know what, we're not going to use this as some sort of uh, prop to get uh, uh, draft picks or yeah. anything like that. He's done enough for us in the 17 years. 
Good. We would just allow him to go ahead and, and do something different. Yeah. That, that's that's kind of the way I see it. I'm, I'm happy for him. He was our defensive back coach in Tampa Bay. I know him very well, and, and I'm happy for him. And, and if he decides to, to, to take a step away, then you take a step away. I, I can go into many factors in decision-making on why they didn't necessarily win, and he's 0-5 in his last five playoff, playoff appearances. Games, yep. I could go into many things. They had on, held on to Ben Roethlisberger way too long. They did. Way too long. And you don't have a quarterback in this league. You know, you drafted Kenny Pickett. You signed Mitch Trubisky, Mason Rudolph. Like, you don't have a quarterback. You're not going to win. That's just the bottom line. You're not going to win enough games to get you to the Super Bowl. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think... 17 years, like you said, key is a very long time. Long time. I think he, he's been one of the most genuine, organic, uh, honest coaches, especially with the media his entire career, his yes. entire career as a head coach. And maybe he doesn't know. Maybe he doesn't know. Because usually when he knows and has an answer, he gives it. And so I, I, can't, I, I can understand why he would walk away from this, this team. Like, you have a good defense, you got some aging stars, some aging superstars, you don't have a quarterback, you don't have a draft pick high enough. You always, and that's the problem with always having a winning season, you never get a low enough draft pick to really draft a franchise quarterback. You, you're never really in the top five in draft order. And, and, and what are you going to trade to get there? Are you willing to trade all your draft capital, get there? That's really not how Pittsburgh has been in the past. No. So I could see him wanting to walk away and get in a better situation where you do have a franchise quarterback, where you do have a chance to, to make some noise in the postseason, where you're not in this gauntlet of an AFC North uh, as it's been. You know, and this AFC North huh. is tough right now. When Joe Burrow comes back, you got Cincinnati. Uh, Deshaun Watson gets back. You, you, you saw what Cleveland was able to do in Pittsburgh. Then you got Baltimore and Lamar Jackson, who just got resigned for a contract. It, 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 Mike McDonald is doing a great job with that defense. So do you want to come back to the AFC North and keep slugging it out every single year? No, there's, there's easier jobs in the world to be doing, and there's easier situations wh where you don't have to sit there night in and night out trying to drag your team into the playoffs at the end of the year and, and go on a run with teams that are less talented than these teams that they're playing a lot of times. Okay. So to restate my position on Mike Tomlin, I said many times on the show, if I could have played the game you guys played at the highest level, I would want to play for that guy because that guy would make me want to run through brick locker room walls for him. And that guy, from a journalist's point of view, has been the best interview in all of pro football for 17 years because it's always straight from the heart and it's always entertaining, and it's clever, and it's smart, and it's witty, and it's just great. And I, I'm just enthralled just listening to him speak in his interviews. It did surprise me that he just cold walked out of, of that question. I, the, the Mike Tomlin I've watched low these many years would have just given some nice non-answer to that question. This isn't the time or whatever, but it showed the depth of, of how this has worn on him because that was a hard grind that he went through this year because he knows he doesn't have a quarterback. And he tried to say some nice things about Mason Rudolph, how he competed and he made smart decisions, but it's, you know, it's Mason Rudolph, man. And you, you hung in there at 24, 17 and you know, you, you just knew inevitably 
that Buffalo is going to make one more play and you're going to go home a loser. And they did. And I think it just tore him up and he was in no mood to talk about the near future. But he'll do some exit interview with the media next day or two and it'll, it'll be great. He'll be right back on track. But I'm with you, Keyshawn, and both of you guys. It, it feels like it would be a good time for him to take a break and just kind well, of maybe move. not take maybe not maybe, take maybe a break. Not. Maybe yeah. okay. if something becomes available, you got to think about a lot of times what I've been able to do in my young career in this television business, as well as a player, is I look at coaches. Who do they come underneath? He came underneath Tony Dungy. Yep. Dungy was let go by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the next thing you know, guess what he found? He found a quarterback. Yep. And the rest was history in Indy. It was. So, and he didn't take time off. Mm. He went right from one thing to the next. Same thing with Andy. I mean, it, it, it's just a, you get the downtime for these coaches. This is a light. This is what they do. This is what they do. Sean Payton took off because there was nothing available yep. that made sense that had a quarterback. He thought he had a quarterback in Denver with Russell Wilson. So he said, hey. I'd rather have that because the Charger job was not available yep. at that particular time. Now, maybe he looks back at it and goes, well, if I would have waited one more year, maybe I would have still been, I been in Los waited. Angeles. Yep. Now you look at this situation, and there's an opportunity with all these job openings that maybe one fits with Mike Tomlin, where he wants to be and what he – look, it, first of all, where is he from? He's from the Virginia, D.C. area. So let's not – Okay. Let's not forget about that as a possibility if he decides that he wants to mm-hmm. leave Pittsburgh and go do something else. So those opportunities are going to be there for him. Okay, but it's hard for me to believe the Rooney family would just say, you've been great for us. Just go on. We'll forget about the last year of your deal. I don't think they do business that way. Who? who look, yeah. We didn't think- Yeah, well, they haven't done business in a long time with somebody else. I mean, oh. it's been 17 years. And if you... <laughs> If you don't, if you can't do a favor for a guy who's done as much for that franchise exactly, as Mike Tomlin has done, we just watch. We just watch what the Crabs did with Belichick. What's any different? What's any different between Mr. Crab not seeking compensation for Bill and the Rooney family not seeking compensation for Mike Tomlin? There's okay. no difference. They both but the have Bucks wanted Bill gone. They they were done. They, they want to move on. Yeah. So so the, the, yeah, maybe that's the case internally. Whatever the case is, whether the Rooney family decide that they we don't know if the Rooney family wants to be done with Mike I don't Tomlin think or not. So. I we think. would think not based on their uh, history and how they've done business with their coaches. But we don't know. You don't know. It's been noise coming out of Western Pennsylvania about Mike Tomlin as a head coach for multiple years. Yeah. Former alum, uh, uh, players of the yeah. team speaking That's out true. loudly and, yeah. and people not appreciating what type of coach he is and what he's done for the organization. So we really don't know. I just know this. I would not expect for them to seek compensation if Mike Tomlin decided to say, you know what? I've been here 17 years. I'm a little tired, man. I still want to coach, but I think Y'all deserve to get another coach in here, and let's all get a fresh okay. start. All right. Well, I'd love that be music to my ears because you've already suggested Mike T to Dallas, to Big D, right? I, I mean, if he becomes available, he, yeah, but he, I, I, he leapfrogs I, everybody else. Yep. Yeah, I, I would like him. I think I like him in, in, in what you were saying. I, I hadn't thought about that <clears throat> scenario of him going to the commanders, but they got the number two pick in the draft, which yep. is high enough to get you a franchise quarterback. If you think one of these guys is a franchise quarterback, clearly Caleb Williams does not want to be playing for the Chicago bears. So I, there's some, 
There should be some smoke and fire to that, Key. I'm just, I, no one told me anything. I'm just suggesting some things. Mm. That's all. I'm just suggesting some things. And I want to suggest no commanders, yes, Cowboys. We don't, we don't need to deal with Mike T twice a year in our division. What if Philadelphia yeah. becomes available? You just yeah. don't You know what? Know. Philadelphia well might become available. You don't know. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of the coaching carousel, boy, there are a lot of big names out there. It's a good time to be needing a head coach. Bill Belichick interviewed yesterday by the Atlanta Falcons. Could Dallas be next? No Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. So the Atlanta Falcons announced they have interviewed Bill Belichick. Other teams are rumored to be interested. And of course, there's runaway speculation that Jerry Jones will fire Mike McCarthy and hire Bill Belichick. So Keyshawn. Which team do you think will hire Bill Belichick? I, there's a lot of openings. I really don't. I, I really don't know, Skip. You know, you 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 hear so much in this workspace that you just don't know. It's, it's surprising that Atlanta would even. But I guess maybe they have to say that they interviewed him for whatever reason because Bill's not going to tell you. That's for sure. I was Everything. surprised they announced it. But I think they I think they may have to for for Rooney Rule purposes. Probably Rooney Rule purposes or whatever, but Bill's not gonna tell you, hey, I'm going to interview with Atlanta. Or, yeah. He's not gonna tell you anything. He's probably right. done an interview with multiple teams you by now, have. uh, to some degree. But I you know, you asked the question. There's so many available teams. I, if I'm one of those teams, I'm looking to hire Bill Belichick, unless I have something better. Better options. And I understand where people come from. He hasn't won in quite some time in our eyes in New England since Tom Brady left and all that. They did just win a Super Bowl in 2018. That's not like 2001. I mean, it's, it, it is pretty recent. Right. So when you look at it, you say, okay, perfect situation. I've always thought the Los Angeles Chargers for a number of reasons. The quarterback position. When a guy is 72 years old, 
and the quarterback has been one of his Achilles heels in New England, yep. you would think, oh, okay, that makes all the sense in the world. And Atlanta has no... And Atlanta doesn't have okay. a quarterback, but they got a, a lot of other little pieces. They do. Running back, a couple big trees at the receiver position, solid defense in a sorry-ass division. Although we did see Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay Buccaneers rise to the occasion last night, doesn't mean that that's going to carry over into 2024 football season. Carolina Panthers, I just don't see... I don't see him meshing with, with Tepper or the quarterback in Carolina. It just doesn't feel like a good fit. The commanders might be a good fit, but you're starting with a young quarterback again because you got to draft a guy if he, for some reason, doesn't like Sam Howell, but he could always retain Eric Bieniemy if Eric Bieniemy doesn't get a head coaching job. Yep. But Eric Bieniemy did a pretty decent job with that offense this past season. So, you know, Atlanta's interesting. Atlanta's, Atlanta's an interesting situation because you have an owner, very similar to Jerry Jones, you know, where he wants to win. Although Jerry has three, Arthur Blank has zero. He's been yeah. in the Super Bowl, I, I believe, since he's been the owner only once, although they've gone to the Super Bowl twice back in the, in the 90s, but I'm not sure he was the owner back then when the Dirty Birds went to the Super Bowl. But when you look at it, Arthur Blank is very similar to Jerry Jones in, in trying to win one right now. If the Cowboys situation were to open up, uh, I think that's a pretty good – that would be a pretty good choice for him right there. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I think this is one of the few opportunities Bill Belichick will get. You know, I don't – I usually everybody's announcing their head coach hires. I think this was something Atlanta has to do, but it's something that brings them good press. Hey, we, we interviewed Bill Belichick. We're it taking does. this thing serious. Yeah. And I think they are serious about – um, hiring him. That would be a big splash play, you know, in a division that hasn't been great. Um, and, and it would it would move the needle for this team. Uh, uh, but it would it be good for Bill Belichick and his legacy? I'm not sure because it, it's no franchise quarterback and they're picking eighth in a draft. So I don't know if that's high enough to really get one of the the, the really good quarterbacks. And Outside of Tom, it, 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 the de development of quarterbacks under Bill Belichick hasn't necessarily been the most fantastic in his career. So who do you hire as a coordinator? Who, how do you staff it? How much power? Do, I think Atlanta is one of those places where they would give him all the power he wants because they wouldn't have a choice. You get Bill Belichick, you give him whatever he wants, all the power, all the decision-making ability, and you hope that it, it goes well. And if it doesn't, hey, what do you really lose? Your, your franchise has been in mediocrity pretty much since Dan Quinn left uh, after after you guys went to that Super Bowl. But I just don't see him interviewing for a lot of jobs. Uh, the same with Pete Carroll, just because of the age, you know, he, he's he's really only need, he only needs 14 wins uh, to become the all time winningest coach in the history of the National Football League. So I don't know if he coaches too much further past that once he hits that threshold. Uh, so. I, that's what I think teams are considering when, when thinking about hiring Bill Belichick or looking at coaches. There's all these young coaches in the, in the fray. Do you really want to potentially have Bill Belichick for two seasons, maybe a, a season and a half if they, if they really have some success in one of those seasons? You gave I don't think teams want to do half. that. And I, <laughs> I, I season, I mean, because if, if he somehow gets 14, 15 wins, like, but that's not. But, he's going to be still coaching, but uh, he's going to be mailing it in. That's that. No, but knowing, knowing him and knowing him very well, he ain't coaching just for the Shula uh, record. I, I he's not that. coaching just for the record. He's, he, he's coaching to try and 
win a championship along with accomplishing the record along the way. Yeah. Okay, so Keyshawn, you and I have gone back and forth and round and round about this. I'm not a big Belichick guy. I was a Brady guy. It's not guy, for everybody. Okay? And I, I just reiterate my stance that Bill without Tom is 64 and 85 as a head coach. And in New England, since Tom left, he went 29 and 38. And he coached that team to one playoff game in the wild card round, which was at Buffalo 2021. And you remember what happened. They got boat raced, to use your term that you love. It was 47 to 17, and Buffalo played the perfect offensive game because they never punted and they scored on every single possession. But you remember possession. that same year, mm -hmm. Bill and them ran for like 600 yards on them in Buffalo. Yeah, okay, <laughs> all right. So, but the, right. the point was that that happened in the one playoff game he did get to. So, let's deal with the elephant in the room, which is, Jerry and Bill. Okay. I try to look at the glasses half full. Would, would Bill bring commanding officer to doubt? Yes, he would. Is he a chip off the Bill Parcells? Yeah. Is he, is he a guy that, that the locker room would sort of open their eyes and really look up to and respect? Sure. Is he you could argue. You, you can make the case. I'll give you this. Greatest defensive mind ever. I'll, I'll give you that. Greatest defensive coordinator because I think the best thing he ever did for Tom was he coached the defense for Tom, and Tom ended up sort of running the offense. So could, could he make the defense a little better than Dan Quinn has made the Dallas defense? I'll give you that. Would he be a better head coach than even Mike McCarthy? I, I'm, my jury's out on that one, and I don't like McCarthy, but, but – I, I'm just not sure about Bill Belichick as the head coach. And I'm going to refer quickly to that great piece that they posted on ESPN.com over the weekend about the breakup of the Kraft and Belichick relationship and how, as it points out, Bill convinced Robert Kraft and Jonathan Kraft that Tom Brady was done in 2019. And they went along with it. And you know what they did? They pushed Tom out the back door. And as Kraft is quoted in the story as saying via a source, you know, and he goes and wins the effing Super Bowl in Tampa. And so Bill's been chasing that all along. Then he and Robert fell completely apart, barely spoke to each other. And it points out that both Robert and Jonathan would sarcastically refer to Bill as the, let me get the quote exactly right, the great intelligent man, sarcastically. Okay, so that's you're going to have to deal with with all that sort of baggage that that started to grow in New England. Is is that the guy that you want to take over your franchise? Are you going to cede control of your franchise? Well, what would he bring to you? Well, if you just want box office, most people think he's the greatest coach ever. So if, if you hire Bill Belichick, is it going to put some butts in the seats to start the sure it will? Because you'll think, here we go. Super Bowls, here we come. So I, I give you all that, but I'm just not sure he's right for Jerry. I don't think Bill Parcells was right for Jerry. So I don't know how Bill Belichick could be right for Jerry. You know, it, it all depends on what Jerry is looking for. Is he looking for some stability? Is he looking for some discipline? Is he looking for a head coach that has everything right? If that's what he's looking yeah, for, I, I, I buy that. that, that, yeah. that, that Yep. would be the guy. I, I just know when you start talking about discipline, it's not, again, it's not 
snapping the whip and going crazy on people and doing it's not that. It's just situational football. That's called discipline. I know right now this is getting ready to happen because we've done it so many times. It's embedded in my skull. Okay? So I know. Here we go. This is what we're getting ready to do. We're going to kick here. We're going to throw here. We're going to run here. We're going to do a one-side kick and we the ball. You already know certain things. That, to me, is discipline. When I know, hey, if I jump off sides, chances are if I do it one too many times, he's going to have a conversation with me, but he's also going to have a conversation with the general manager and the owner yeah. to try to find a replacement. That is discipline. That's not, you know, if people think when you discipline players or, or you or, or, or stern with a player that that's the wrong way to approach it. That's the only way I know. I only know, hey, man, if you mess up, you, your ass going to get cut. That's the only way I know. That's, that's it. That's the way I have success. Yeah, I, that's the I, way other people that I know have had success. That's the only way I know Steve Young's had success. That's the only way I know Michael Irvin has had success because he knows certain things you're going to pay for. That's just that's the reality of it. Yeah, and the Cowboys I, I, may need that. I just don't. I don't think that. I, I don't think he moves the needle forward for the Cowboys. I think he moves it backwards, um, just because of his offensive acumen. You know, they've been pretty solid on, on defense. They, you know, I, I think Bill Belichick would make some better decisions down the stretch and, and and derive some really impressive game plans in the playoffs. He has done so. That's his track record, no question. But offensively. Some of the decisions that he's made in terms of coordinators, in terms of the systems that they've run, have been real, real head scratchers. So you would go from the number one offense in the National Football League to whatever happens from Bill Belichick, because you can technically only go down from there. You know, you, you can't go from one to above one. There's no above that. So no matter what, you're going to be regressing. And rarely does a, a guy go from the number one quarterback leading the league in touchdowns, get a new coordinator and say, I'm going to go above that and, and do better than that. I'm sure it's happened in the history of the National Football League, but it's rare. Uh, so I hear what you're saying about Belichick, but I think what you're saying is well-coached teams because there, there are situations where, where these things happen and teams are just well-coached because these are habits that you build over and over and over. And, and I guess, you know, you can lump that in with discipline, but that's lumping, making discipline an all-encompassing thing. I think discipline comes down to, to, to how you, you know, discipline is cracking the whip and saying, hey, my way or the highway, if you don't do this right, I will get rid of you. That's the hard-nosed discipline that a lot of coaches have had. I'm sure we had discipline in Seattle, but if I got a penalty on a play, I'm not sitting there worried about Pete Carroll sitting there replacing me. You know, he's yeah, saying one, play one as penalty, hard as you can. One penalty you were you not. Can. Ten penalties, you were. Right. One penalty you were yeah. not. Right, Ten, right, right. you were. But, but it's... It's just like Tyler Smith right now with, with, with the Dallas Cowboys. I don't, I, you know, I'm sure he could be more disciplined. But do you, you know, do you say, hey, Tyler Smith, you're not more disciplined. You don't do this right. You get another penalty. We're going to bench you. I, I just don't think that's you the way clean, the National Football League works anymore. Up, though. You get you get a coach like a Belichick, for instance. They clean that up. They teach you how to become a, a better. Uh, a player, and if you don't clean it up and you keep getting penalties and keep doing the same things over and over again, guess what? No matter how good you are, you're hurting the team. And the ultimate goal at the end of the day is to win a championship. You talk about, Richard, you talk about playoffs and, and his performance skip since uh, Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. I think we all could agree. Mac Jones 
was not the answer, nope. man. I don't care if it was Matt Patricia. I don't care if it was Joe Judge. I don't care if it was Bill O'Brien, Josh McDaniels. The player is just not a good quarterback not. in the National Football League. Let's just be honest. I understand his rookie year, he dinked and he dunked. He his, his efficiency was great because all they did was throw the ball within five yards. Yep. They didn't really push the ball down the field. Right. And you say, well... He hadn't had success. Yep. They had training wheels on him because they didn't want to take the training wheels off of him because they realized, uh-oh, this isn't what we thought it was. We made a mistake at the quarterback position. Yep. It wasn't just the coaching. It was the quarterback position as well. All right. There's a difference with Dak Prescott. That's they got a real quarterback. Okay, so last quick question. Could Jerry, who can sell ice to the Eskimos, convince Mike McCarthy to stay on as offensive no. coordinator and bring in Bill? No. Well, Why would I, I do that? Well, you no. could if you paid Mike enough. No. 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 Man, you're not going to. What is this, the Philadelphia Eagles? You're getting ready to demote that's a, me as a that's head That's a weird coach. house. Man, please. I'm out of here. Deuces. Uh, really? Man, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Deuces, Skip. I don't know. Mike's got a pretty cushy You're trying to dream there. up a perfect situation. Well, won't you keep Dan Quinn as a D.C., move Mike to the O.C. and bring in Belichick? Won't you just do that then? Yeah, but Bill doesn't need Dan mm. Quinn. He doesn't. That happens. No. He doesn't. <laughs> I can't believe it came out your mouth, man. Why? About Mike McCarthy being the O.C. I love that idea. He's not. <laughs> well, then you got the best of both worlds. Oh, right? God, stop. Okay. You're trying to figure any way to get to New Orleans next year, huh? It is, it's on Fox in New Orleans next year. That's what I'm saying. You can buy a plane ticket and, and, and yeah. buy a, a ticket. I can't believe By the way, we, we did win our first two Super Bowls in New Orleans. So, I don't know. What years was that? Thinking, it was a little while ago. But oh, it was okay. All right. No mercy. No mercy. No mercy.